With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Just got back from the desert. It's a little late tonight to be joining with you, but I'm so uh, glad that, that that we're here. I'm trying to beat the rain. Um, we were talking last evening about those 10 loving commandments from our creator. And, and some people have this idea that the 10 commandments, again, are just these big, heavy rules that nobody can keep and and, and they're designed to remove all the fun out of your life. When in reality, they are the root of liberty and blessing and freedom. Not only for my marriage, when, when I, when I'm honoring my wife, when you're honoring your spouse, when adultery is not, uh, part of the story, then the invasion of the family and the deterioration of our children's security and faith, uh, does, does, does not have to be part of the deal. And we all make mistakes. And that's why God gives us his, his commandments. Some say, uh, some who are in the family of faith may look at those 10 commandments. And, I, and, and this is important and say, you know, that, that's old, that's old school. That's old, uh, Israel. That's Moses. We're with Jesus now. So, so the old law is no longer applicable. We don't, we don't need those commandments because we have a new heart. Well, I understand what you're saying, but, 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 um, the 10 commandments are not obsolete. And in fact, we, we know that from the entirety of the Bible, God's law is part of his word. And God's law was never meant to be something that we keep in order to show God that we're good boys and girls, good enough to go to heaven. No, that's, that's not what happens. God has given us his law for several reasons. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a multi-purpose tool. Do you have one of those, like a, like a leather menu, like a multi-purpose tool? In fact, I've got a pocket knife I took with me out in the desert right now. And that pocket knife, uh, I used it to slice, uh, some avocados and, and to butter my bread. Uh, it was great for that. I also used it as a tool to cut through some duct tape and some zip ties to get my flag up on the pole. And then I also, uh, can use it as, as a self-defense weapon should I run into anything that uh, spooks me in the night. It serves many purposes, and so do the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, they actually do serve as a mirror. Uh, thank God for mirrors, right? What would we do if without mirrors? We would walk out, uh, you know, on, onto the streets and in public uh, with our hair like this, and, 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 and we wouldn't even know what we look like. And so we see in the mirror what we look like, and we go to the water to wash, and we clean up before we go public. And the Ten Commandments serves as a mirror. God even calls it a mirror where we're able to see ourselves in truth according to God's moral standards. And uh, one quick look into that mirror of God's moral standards and we recognize that if, if, we, if we've lied, if we've stolen, if we've uh, taken God's name in vain, uh, that's the third commandment. If we've even looked with lust, Jesus said, we've committed adultery in our heart, that's the sef- seventh commandment. And so one quick look shows us that, that uh, most, if not all of us, are liars and thieves and blasphemers committing adultery of the heart, if not adultery uh, proper. And that sends us to the waters to wash the, 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 the living water of faith that comes from God, that 
washes our sin away. The Ten Commandments help us like a mirror. The Ten Commandments also serve as like, like guardrails to keep us from going over the cliff. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. Don't steal. Uh, don't dishonor your parents. When you do those kinds of things, you bring havoc upon your family, upon yourself, and upon your nation. So those commandments also serve as guardrails to keep us from going off the cliff. They also serve us today uh, even those in the family of faith as signposts so that we get to the desired destination. God wants us to be people of truth. So he says, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. God wants us to be full of gratitude and thankfulness. Don't covet what belongs to your neighbor. Honor your father and honor your mother. All these things also serve as guideposts. Love God with all of your heart. Don't have anything else in first position above God. Honor his name. Take a day of rest to worship him. These are pointing us in the right direction to the desired destination of love and joy and peace with God and with one another. Now, these 10 commandments, you and I have been told by an increasingly secularized culture that they don't have any place in the public square. This idea of separation of church and state has... Um, hoodwinked a lot of us into thinking, oh yeah, we're the religious subculture and we're not supposed to take our private religion and push it on other people. Well, first of all, the whole premise is, is, is not correct. Um, our nation was built on a set of values. Every nation is built on a set of values and every nation's laws ultimately stem from some form of religion. It, you may live in an, an Islamic country and you have Islamic law. You may live in our country uh, and you have a Judeo-Christian base for the laws that we're made. And that base comes from the Ten Commandments. Now, what an increasingly secularized culture would like for us to believe is that we need to get rid of all of that so that we can have a neutral uh, form of government and form of laws that has nothing to do with religion, no God at all. Imagine that there's no God, there's no heaven or hell, none of that, no religion, and then we can have sort of a neutral country. Well, that's actually impossible. Uh, those who want to uh, advocate that we should go with just a secular, atheist, no God kind of value system, that's known as secular humanism, are actually just looking to replace the Judeo-Christian worldview with a new religion called secular humanism. And that can come in the form of other names like uh, socialism, like communism, uh, like uh, libertarianism that uh, does not submit to the laws of God, but man gets to make up his own laws of morality. And ultimately, those are religions in and of themselves. In fact, the Supreme Court declared that secular humanism is a religious worldview. Atheism is a religion because it takes a very strong stance about the existence of God, namely that he doesn't exist. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. 
And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And so then what happens is when man thinks he can push God out of the way and kick him off the throne, so to speak, it creates a void. And who fills that seat of ruler of the world, ruler of the nation? Well, it'll, it'll be a false God. It'll be a false religion or it'll be man himself. And then man becomes God in his own mind the ultimate authority, and becomes the source of his laws. Except the problem is man is a great, he makes a great creature. God made an amazing creature when he made you and me. Uh, We're made in his image. We think of our our, our brain and our heart and our lungs and our body, the things that we can create. Uh, We can create laptops and rocket ships and we can create uh, razors and and all kinds of, of amazing pieces of technology. But man makes a terrible God. In fact, when man moves into the position of thinking that he's God, the ultimate authority, he becomes a tyrant and looks more like he's been made in the image of the devil than he has been made in the image of God. And this is the worldview that is increasingly becoming dominant in our pop culture and in our public schools. There's something called the humanist manifesto. And you know who signed that humanist manifesto? Back in 1933, John Dewey, the founder of modern progressive public school systems. You remember John Dewey? Well, think of Dewey and public schools if you went to public schools. Where did you hear the word Dewey when you were in school, in public school? The Dewey Decimal System. Remember that? In the library. Yeah, John Dewey. And the humanist manifesto uh, includes some very chilling words. John Dewey signed it, and it says, there is no God to save us, therefore we must save ourselves. And the founder of communism also said that government is God walking on the earth. You see, Either we acknowledge the one true God and his 10 loving commandments that lead to human flourishing and wisdom and liberty, or we embrace an increasingly godless culture that wants us to embrace a different set of values. And they want to cancel 3,500 years of a Judeo-Christian root that has led to your liberty and mine. This is why we love this country so much. This is why it has been so unique and special in the world and why millions risk their lives to come here. And so we need to protect it. We need to protect our families 
and we need to protect those who come here uh, and, and, and seek to live according to the values that built this country. And we do that by loving God's 10 commandments rather than loathing being under the whip of the tyrant who drives us with his 10,000 man-made commandments designed to give him more power. Well, we're getting pretty deep here, getting pretty heavy, but I wanted to really just round out this idea of how great the 10 commandments are as a mirror to show us our need of forgiveness and cleansing as as a curb to keep us from going over the cliff, guardrails to keep us from destruction and guideposts to, to lead us to the uh, timeless treasure of our desired destination. And that's peace and reconciliation with God. So I hope you'll share this, these things with your kids, share them with your friends. And uh, remember God's ways are the best ways. Covenant keepers win and covenant breakers lose. We choose to sin, we choose to suffer. The path of obedience to God's ways are the path of blessing. Well, God bless you tonight. Uh, I hope these things are sinking into your heart and into your mind. I hope you're meditating on them and on God's word. Please don't let your head hit the pillow tonight without asking God how you can put these things into practice. You're made uniquely and positioned uniquely in this world at this time to do something for for God, for your family, and for your country. Ask God what that is, and then lean in and, and go for it with all of your heart. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.